They're beautiful words that we heard there at, uh, from Isaiah. Isaiah was saying, the Lord has abandoned me, the Lord has forgotten me. You ever felt like that? Does a woman forget her baby at the breast or fail to cherish the son of a womb? So how a woman cherishes the child in her womb. This is the image that's given to us of how the Lord cherishes you, me. How he holds us with tender, merciful love. And that he will never forget us. We know it's possible for a woman, unfortunately, to abandon the child in her womb. But it's not possible for God to abandon you. It's not in his heart at all. He is love. And he holds you and he'll never forget you. He'll always keep you in his mind and his heart. Jesus had you in his heart when he hung on that cross. And immediately after these words it says, um, I've carved you on the palm of my hands. And know the original author probably didn't intend this meaning, but I always think of that as the hands of Jesus nailed on the cross. <coughs> that he's carved you on the palm of his hands. Showing you the extent to which he loves you. As I've meditated on that over years, it's always given great um, Consolation, even though it's a somewhat violent thing when you see the, the hands of the Lord being nailed. But there's something about that that speaks so beautifully of His love, of His tender, merciful love, and most of all, of His faithful love that He'll never desert you, He'll never abandon you. You may have had experiences where others have deserted you. Others have abandoned you, but he will never abandon you. In 1989, there was a, an earthquake in Armenia, and it was such a sudden thing and so violent that 30,000 people were killed in the space of four minutes. The great tragedy. In that city, there was a father who loved his son uh, and had a great uh, affection for his son but also was a very faithful father and every time he dropped his little son off to primary school he'd uh, say to him son I want you always to remember that I'll never forget you I'll always be there for you no matter what happens he'd say that every day so this day when the earthquake took place, the father was on the other side of the city and his son was in the classroom. So the father made his way through all the rubble and all the devastation of the earthquake across the city and he gets to the place where the school was. It was now just rubble. And he's beside himself because he knows his son is under that rubble somewhere. And the uh, fire chief's there and the police officer, they say, look, it's hopeless, there's no chance, it's absolutely finished, forget it. But he couldn't forget it, it's his son. And so he went round to the place where the classroom was and started to dig with his own hands in the rubble. Just pulling back stones and, and boulders, whatever he could do. Uh, and, and others 
pretty on here and so they, they brought some rudimentary implements. The rescue workers hadn't arrived, they came much later. Uh, and so he's just digging with what he could to just try and find his son. Uh, I must find my son. Uh, and after 24 hours, people gave up. They said, look, you know, this is a hopeless venture, there's no point. But he wouldn't stop. It's my son. I, I must find my son. So he kept digging with his own hands. And by this time, his hands are very wounded uh, 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 because of all of the, the abrasion of, of pulling out the stones and the, the rocks and the boulders. But he wouldn't stop. Something kept him going. It's called love. It's called the love that likes the heart of God. And after 36 hours, he pulled back this rather large boulder, running out of strength, and he heard a voice. And he cried out, Amand, Amand! And came back, Papa, Papa. The kids had been sort of locked in a type of a, uh, an air vacuum, and, and they were, <coughs> a number of them were still safe. And so they're able to rescue them. And Amand was heard to say to the other kids, I told you so. I told you so. My dad said he'd never forget me. They'd always be there for me. I told you so. And that's what God is like. You see, he's about rolling back the stuff. He rolled back the stone when Jesus was dead in that tomb and raised him from the dead. And he'll search through the rubble of your own life too and, and, and pull back any rock of despair or any, any stone of shame or any boulder of addiction. Uh, he'll, he'll never give up on you. He'll always come back to seek you out. Never to give up. That's his purpose, to bring you into the freedom of the sons and daughters of God. So as it says in that uh, psalm, rest in God alone, my soul. Yes, find your rest in God. Find your rest in Him. Take refuge in God at all times. If you're going to be missionaries, if you're going to be evangelists, which you aspire to be, then Find all of your strength in the Lord, not in your own capabilities, not in your own intelligence, not in your own gifting, uh, natural gifting, but in the Lord. Uh, and go to him often. He's my safety, he's my strength, he's my refuge, it says. And then it says, trust him at all times. Pour out your hearts before him. So, because calamity will happen in your life. But he will not desert you, but you'll think he might. But you think he, he, he has, but he won't. And he'll be there with you. So pour out your heart to him. Pour out your heart to him. First Peter 5, it says, Bow down before the power of God. Unload all your worries on him. For he's looking after you. He's there, he's looking after you. Unload all your worries on him. Now when Jesus sort of says to Martha, 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 you fret and worry about so many things. 
there's only one thing that really matters, you know. One thing that really counts. And Mary has chosen the better part because she's at the feet of Jesus, you know, absorbing his love, trusting in him. You know, whatever's going on in your life, that's the position to be. No matter how busy we are, we're still in the business, in the depth of our heart, of trusting in the Lord. And, for, and giving over our worries and our anxieties to him. Because many anxieties will arise as you go into ministry. Many anxieties. And the what if comes up. What if this is to happen? What if that's to happen? Now the worst case scenario we paint in our minds, right? Will I be provided for? Will he really come through at this time? He says not to worry. Not to be anxious. The whole of the Gospel is about that. Right? Now you're not, not to worry. Can you, for any of you, for all his worrying, add one single second to your life? Now, if you can't, if that's out of your control, then don't be worried. Now, everything's in the hands of the Lord. He is a loving, provident Father God who cares for you and has your best interests at heart. And especially when you give yourself to Him in ministry for the sake of the kingdom, He is going to preserve you, He's going to uphold you. He's going to carry you through. This is how God works. All you need to do is to set your hearts on his kingdom and his righteousness and everything else will be given to you. Everything else will be provided. So let's go forward today then with that sense of real trust in the Lord. Trust in him. Not worrying about tomorrow too much. Not getting anxious. Anxiety kills the soul. Anxiety it cripples us interiorly. And it, it holds us back from the fullness of what God wants for us in our own personal lives and then in our ministry as well. So that be able to pour it all out to the Lord. Give your troubles over to Him. Let Him move in your life as He really wants to be. Not sort of rummaging around in the past too much uh, and, and worrying about all the things of the past. Nor worrying about the future too much because neither of those are, are where God is. He is in the present moment. And in the present moment, draw your strength and your, 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 all your grace that you need from Him. Now, he's, that's where He's to be found. So as we go forward into uh, a new level of mission today, let's uh, place it all in the hands of the Lord, into the provident Father God. And he'll look after you. You might be worried about how He's going to provide for you physically, you know, because it's a a difficult thing sometimes to serve the Lord, but He will provide. He says, don't worry about what you're out to wear, or what you're out to eat, what you're out to drink. One of the great blessings, of course, being an you don't have to worry about what you're going to wear, it's just brown and white every morning. <laughs> but, um, the, he, you don't have to worry. You know? Just place yourself in His hands, and everything will be cared for, everything will be provided. Uh, so let's uh, enter into the Eucharist then, to Jesus. I like that where it says in the psalm, You are my hiding place, O Lord. Because the storms rage around us, don't they? And things go topsy-turvy all the time. And we find ourselves sort of cut apart by this and that and all sorts of things that happen. But just to find our refuge in Him. And the Eucharist is a beautiful place. Just find your refuge in the Lord. You are my hiding place, O Lord. You have to go into that quiet place in your own heart. He'll come to you here in this Eucharist. You'll receive him to yourself. 
And it's from that quiet place within where you know the intimacy with Jesus, that's when you're going to be able to minister most powerfully. Because you're ministering out of communion with the Lord, not out of your own strength, but out of that experience of knowing him personally, knowing the depth of his love for you, and knowing him holding you as his beloved one, and then you're able to bring the message of his love to others. And bless his name.